Good morning. How are we all today? Hopefully good. Uh, hopefully uh, the end of the year's coming slow enough for everyone to keep up, but not uh, so fast that we run out of year before we get there. Uh, it feels a bit like that at some times. Um, and so it's important to, you know, stop sometimes. Um, we're going to stop for just 15 seconds and just on our own, uh, we're going to close our eyes and we're going to pray. Amen. I don't know what anyone else prayed for. That's a matter for you. Um, but thank you for doing that uh, with me. Um, hopefully, it'll set the scene for what we're looking at today, which, as Phil has said, is prayer. Uh, we spent the last five weeks looking at prayer. This week, we're continuing our overview. Uh, we've looked at a few things so far. We've looked at why we want to pray. We've looked at understanding what prayer actually is. We've taken a ma or three master classes in you know, under half an hour on how to do it better. Now, from some of the greats in Christian history. Uh, we've spent the last two weeks looking at the Lord's Prayer, how it tells us how to pray and how not to pray. Uh, this week, or next week rather, we're looking at doing prayer. So what our actual practice of prayer could be. But this week in the middle, just before we get to that end bit, we want to put everything together and you know, f get to the point of how we do it. Uh, to do that, I want to look at the two passages we've read today, and I want to read them in the light of how Jesus prayed. Because when we talk about masters of anything within Christian practice, I think at the top of the list has to be Jesus. Uh, and so I want to think about two things uh, about the way that Jesus prayed today. One is the amount that Jesus prayed. And the second is who Jesus directed his prayer to. Um, I've got here in my notes uh, to talk about posture and gesture. Uh, this is a thing that uh, gets talked about a lot with some Christian groups and Christian teaching. We want a posture of prayer. What's posture? Uh, well, posture is the way that I stand. At the moment, I'm standing. I'm just going to step away from the lectern for just a second. I'm standing like that. If I was standing like this, it would be very different. If I'm standing like this and I do put my thumbs up, you know that the thumbs up means nothing because I'm not standing in a way that thumbs are up. If I'm standing like this, nice and open, and thumbs up, that's proper. We want to be people who don't you know, stick one thumb up out of the side of crossed arms when we pray. We want people to be standing in a way that prayer makes sense and that prayer is what we do. Uh, we want to have a posture of prayer to God. And that's what these two things are about. 
The first one we want to look at is our, uh, how constantly Jesus prayed. Uh, we know that he prayed a lot. Uh, we have some of his prayers recorded in the Bible, uh, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of the places where Jesus prayed, all we have is written that Jesus went and prayed, um, or Jesus then broke bread and prayed over it. Uh, we're told about two major kinds of time that Jesus prayed, where we don't have it written down. Uh, the first uh, that I want to look at is that often he would go to a quiet place and pray. Uh, and this we read about a lot. And when I say a lot, uh, we also read that sometimes he would go to a quiet, pray, uh, a quiet place to pray and the disciples would just look at each other and go, oh, he's going to catch us up later then. It happened often enough that the disciples, when he wasn't there, in front of them, assumed that he was off somewhere else praying. Uh, this famously happened when Jesus walked on water. Uh, he sent the disciples off and said, I'll see you tomorrow. So they got in the boat, went to go across the lake, got stuck, and he caught them up later after spending the night in prayer. Him going off and praying was where he got his serious prayer time in. Uh, it happened a lot. Jesus prayed a lot. So what does that mean for us? Well, we should pray a lot. Uh, what doesn't this mean? Well, this doesn't mean that we never get off our knees. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, you know, whatever is happening, you know, we've got our eyes closed and our hands together praying. That's not what we're told. What this means is that when we can and when we're available to pray, we should pray. This is hard. This is something that is difficult. This is something that I don't know personally anyone, definitely not myself, who can say that prayer is something they do whenever they can. Uh, maybe work's too busy. Maybe it, we can't fit it in during our day. It's hard to carve out time on a busy day. I get that. We're told to do it. We don't have to make it a long prayer. Uh, something happened at work or at school. Pray. Uh, you've got a hard decision to make. You know, do you get spaghetti or dinosaur pasta? Pray about it. Uh, you're stuck at the lights. It's red. It's going to be red for at least five minutes. You can pray. Something good happened. Thank God. Uh, we're told in 1 Thessalonians, the passage that we read today, to pray continually and to praise God in all circumstances. It doesn't matter what's happening. We should be thinking, is it time to pray now? Uh, and in our section in Psalm 145, uh, which is a prayer to God, the psalmist says that every day he will praise God. Now, this is a lot of prayer. Uh, and, yes, this is hard. Uh, the other kind of prayer session that Jesus had 
Uh, he only did this once. It's important to say that this only happened once. I'm not saying we need to do this. At the start of his ministry, Jesus walked out into the desert for 40 days and fasted. Now, we look at that and we think, well, he just, you know, didn't eat for a while. Um, but if you're an ancient Near East Jew, uh, what you did when you were fasting is during the day you didn't eat. And while you weren't eating, instead of eating and resting or working, you would read the Bible and you would pray about it. So what was Jesus doing? He was praying for 40 days. Now, that, I think we would have to agree, is some pretty dang constant prayer. 40 days of meditation and prayer. Now, what does that mean for us? Should we spend a whole day or 40 days in prayer? Well, Jesus only did it once. I suppose we could try and spend whole days in prayer. And I've heard about people who have done it. Um, apparently it is the most amazing day you will have. But we're not told to. What we're told to do is that Jesus spent real time praying. Like a month of anything is real time. He spent a month, as we read in Thessalonians, praying continually. And as we read in the psalm, uh, I will extol your name forever and ever. That's what Jesus was doing. Every day he was spending all day on this occasion praying. We, we know that you know, maybe we should be amping up our prayer life, uh, but that's not really, it's not about the time that Jesus spent praying. What it's about is the order of his day. The focus of Jesus' day was prayer. It isn't that he did nothing but pray, and so we should do nothing but pray, but that the first thing he did was pray. And then when he did the next thing, he prayed. And then when he did the next thing, he prayed. The direction that his day went was from one prayer to the next. It wasn't just a casual prayer at the end of maybe reading our Bible in the morning or in the evening. It was how he oriented his day. Uh, so if we put those two things about how much we're supposed to pray together, what does that mean for us today? The first thing it doesn't mean is we're not always praying. Uh, it isn't that we start our day saying, dear God, and then carry that through and get to the end of the day and say, in Jesus' name, amen, and then get into bed. What it means, though, is having our line of communication to God, prayer, always open. Uh, prayer should be our first response rather than something that we do later or at set times of the day. Uh, we want prayer to be something that we do without being prompted to. I'm sorry that I'm now prompting us to pray more. Uh, we should be doing it without a second thought. And I'm 
was feeling a bit silly when I wrote this. Possibly, even if we drop our hat, we should pray. That's how often and how much we should be praying. Just whenever something happens, we should talk to God. Which brings us to what our focus when we pray should be. How does Jesus direct his prayer? Well, this part's pretty easy. Uh, what is prayer? It's talking to God. So if I'm talking to, say, Phil or Dave, then I'm not talking to God. I'm not praying. Uh, that part is fine. We don't have a problem with that. The hard part of praying to God is our attitude. Uh, we don't pray for ourselves. We pray for and about and to God. As Sam said last week, our attitude in prayer should be one of submission to God. We aren't the focus of our prayer. God is the focus of our prayer. Uh, the two passages that uh, Steve read for us this morning are either instructions on prayer or their prayers themselves. In the case of Thessalonians, it's both. Uh, the prayer in the psalm is directed to God, but it's also about God. Uh, it isn't a prayer that talks about us. What it says that we should do is pray. Uh, the prayer to God about the Thessalonians at the end of uh, that passage is similar. It's a prayer for the Thessalonians, but it's about God for the Thessalonians, um, which is an important distinction to make. It's asking for the Thessalonians, but it's focused on what God uh, does. Uh, similarly, the instructions from 1 Thessalonians say that prayer isn't about us. It's about God on every level that we can conceive of, all the way down to why do we pray? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So every single part of our prayer should be focused on God. We don't just pray because we want to or because we need something or because we owe God something. We pray because God wants us to. Every part of prayer is God-focused. And when we focus on God in the way that we pray, it changes how we pray. Um, I want us to try a little experiment now. Uh, let's take our standard prayer actions, and the ones that I've taken are about to go up on the screen. Um, we have a, a way that a lot of people break it down. We have adoration, which is uh, telling God how amazing he is. We have thanksgiving, which is thanking God for what he's given us. Supplication, which is just a fancy word for asking, um, which is asking God for his provision to us. And we have confession, which is apologising to God for the ways that we've wronged him. This looks like a good, well-focused prayer. And I don't want to jump ahead into next week, but this is a common way that people build prayers. Let's turn it around and let's look at what happens if we don't focus on God in our prayer. Uh, 
I had, I had trouble thinking about how you adore God focused on yourself. This was the best that I could come up with. Instead of telling God how amazing he is, we tell God how awesome we are. That's a horrible way to start a prayer. Uh, instead of thanking God for his provisions to us, uh, if we're not focused on God, what we might do is tell God about all the stuff we have. This is not a good way to pray. Uh, instead of, uh, if we're not asking God, or if we're not focused on God when we ask him for things, what we're doing is we're telling him what we need. Uh, people joke about giving God a, sh- like a shopping list prayer. But this is giving God a shopping list, telling him to go down to Coles and bring back the milk. That's not how we're supposed to pray. And finally, like all of those are bad, but finally, possibly the worst one, confession. Instead of apologising to God, asking his forgiveness for how we've wronged him, if we're focused on ourselves when we pray, at best, we're admitting that we might have made a mistake. We might have done something wrong. But that's not a me problem. You need to get over that yourself. When we put those together, if we're not focused on God when we pray, our prayer just looks horrible. We, we don't have to in this room or online or wherever you are. You don't have to be a praying person to look at that prayer and think, that's not right. The person who prays that prayer is not praying to God. They're announcing their own greatness. It's not a good thing to do. And so we need to focus on God in our prayer. Again, this is hard. Uh, People, generally speaking, are selfish. Uh, We want to pray for ourselves. We want to pray... We might not say this, we want to pray to ourselves, but we can't do that. Which brings us to putting the two of those together. What does it mean to pray constantly to God with a focus on God? Well, that changes our entire lives, doesn't it? If at every moment our first thought is pray, And whenever we pray, we're thinking about God. Then at every moment, if we're people with a proper posture of prayer, at every moment, we're thinking about God. And that is what prayer does. Prayer, at the end of our day, or at the end of the day, not our day, not just a prayer at the end of our day, but prayer at the end of our day, said it again, the prayer at the end of the day is about us becoming more like God, more Christ-like, focusing our mind and our heart on God. Do we do that? Hopefully we do. Let's do it now. Dear God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are so amazing. And thank you that you have allowed us 
to communicate and talk to you. Uh, please help us uh, to do this more and to do it better and more focused on you. And we're sorry for the ways in which we don't. Amen. Amen.